one last time at the desk for Off Trail with Luke and Chandler. I'm Luke. I'm Chandler. And this is Off Trail. Well, this is it. Yep. We, uh, you know, we don't know when this episode's being aired, but this is the last podcast episode. We are filming at the house. Yeah. In the studio, in our grungy basement. Yep. Um, You know, this is it. So, again, this won't be the last one that you'll see looking like this. Probably we don't know when exactly we're going to slot it in, but no more episodes will be recorded after this one here in the basement. So it's kind of a a big moment for us. Saying goodbye. So much so that uh, you decided to don the the OG of OG hats. Yes, yep. The OG bushwhacker hat. Decided it was good to wear that to... To commemorate this, yeah, no, so. it's uh, it's good, and yeah. you know, for this episode, we wanted to do another installment of Bushwhacker Story Time. Mm-hmm. You know, we did an episode before; it was good. It's fun hearing all the stories again, and yeah, people that we've connected with, and and we thought we'd do the same thing again. This won't be the last one. You see, it looking like this, but it's just a way for us to kind of go out and ride off into the sunset. Yeah. You know, remembering all the cool things we got to do, the cool stories, the great people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to have some fun with this one. Just kind of ride it out. So, yeah. mm-hmm. we're going to start with, um, it's kind of, it's a one big story of a trip that we did. Um, uh, what was it, back in February? February last, last year. year. Yeah. Um, the, the stories that you and I are both going to pull are from the same trip, but different moments. Yep. So I'll start because my, my thing came first in, in the trip. Mm-hmm. So we, we took a trip down to, to Moab. And then um, because it was a three-day weekend, we are like, oh, we got some time. We can extend into New Mexico for a day. Mm-hmm. So we drove down to Shiprock, New Mexico, where Shiprock is. Yeah. And it's a place that like we had at least seen pictures of. I'm like, this looks awesome. Mm-hmm. So we targeted that, got down there. Sure enough. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were there at sunset and back again for sunrise the next morning. And, you know, I can remember when we got there, we, we parked, we got out and everything, walked around, got up near the spine and everything. You know, we all kind of went our separate ways a little bit. Yeah. You know, Ben, you know, was being Ben and went and left wandered. us. We lost him for a while. Yeah. Um, me and Hero were kind of close, but Hero went off and on his own thing a little bit too. So, mm-hmm. And you and, and Kaylin went way ways away. Yeah. Um, but I was I had some time to myself mm-hmm. for a bit, just, you know, with what feels like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And as the sun is going down, it's just in that place, that's a moment that I'm not going to forget. Yeah, nope. Because that place has a special feel to it. And, like, it's just something, like, you feel, like, when you're there. Like, it's hard to explain what it's really like. Like, I can just remember what it was like to be there and see this massive rock, you know, and just feel, you know, something come over me that's just, like, just grateful to be there. Yeah. That place has a, 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 there's something about it. So, I mean, there's something about a lot of places, but. But that one in particular. particular. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's. A kind of feeling, a moment that you can have a lot of places, mm-hmm. but it's it's heightened there. Yeah, it's strengthened. Yeah, um, 
and you can't help it. You know, some places you have to kind of force it, really stay in the moment. But like there, it's it's coming. Yeah, I feel like you yeah. know, and you know, it's just it's one of it's another instance. You know, just sitting on on top of the rocks, looking out for miles in every direction. Mm-hmm. Sun's going down. There's nothing out there, and yet it almost just feels like you're being watched. Yeah, and it's like this is very unique. Yeah, <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah, it's again, it's hard to explain, but you know, the colors of the sky start changing a little bit, the light starts hitting the rock in different ways, and wind's blowing. Like, it's just it's a moment of solitude and you know, quiet, mm-hmm. and it's, it's something that you just it's hard to beat. Yeah, it really is, and it sticks with you for yeah. a long time. And like, that place is just for me, it's a special place. Yeah, and it was kind of like one of the big first trips we did. It's like, wow, we're going to New Mexico this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's dope. The first part of that last year was, whoa. Yeah. Did a and lot. So it's just something that's stuck with me ever since. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's like, it's like a feeling I try to chase. Mm-hmm. That, again, you can't, you can't get it in every place. Yeah. But there, it, it's easy. Yeah. So it's. It always, that rock demands your attention. Yeah, so. it absolutely does. And it just it's a place that, you know, it's always going to have a special kind of place in my heart, mm-hmm. you know, and for different reasons than, say, like somewhere like the Tetons or Glacier. But yeah. Just incredible place. Yeah. And it, kind of moment that I hope a lot of people can can feel at some point because then you can understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's just different. Yeah, it's super unique. Yeah. Well, so we did that, and then um, we came back to Moab Yeah, for your story. Yeah, yeah. So we went down to Shiprock, and then, you know, we got up that morning to go shoot and did Sunrise at Shiprock, and then we head back up to, to Moab, and we were meeting up with our buddy Daniel. It was his birthday, and he wanted to go set up a rope swing. Because he's crazy. Because he's out of his mind. But we love you, buddy. Yeah. This dude does handstands on the edge of uh, you, several hundred foot cliffs. You don't want to know the stories I have of Daniel. We we have and what he's done. Yeah, no, it's scary. It's very scary. It's scary to be there for him too. But uh, we love you, buddy. Yeah, we love him. Um, anyway, so we went over to what Art Wilson Arch. Wilson Arch. That's right. And you know, this isn't in any of the national parks. It's, it's just outside of Moab. It's like fifteen minutes south of Moab. Yeah, yeah. Um, super cool arch. Really big. Um, and we met up with Daniel there, met up with a couple friends and Daniel went and scaled the top of this arch because he's a psychopath and with, with no gear, no gear, just yeah. in his vans. Yeah. Just yeah. walked up it. Meanwhile, there's people with like climbing gear getting ready going to very slow and very slow. He, all of them. Yeah. Anyways, gets up there, sets up this rope and you know, there's a bunch of people out there who are like tourists and stuff. And next thing you know, this rope comes down from the top of the, the, the arch, and here comes Daniel down the rope, and he's like, all right, guys, we're ready to go. And we start hosting this rope swing. And we've got, you know, obviously, you know, all of we our people. We had like six or seven of us there yeah. from our group. And everybody's doing the swing. And then we have a lot of different people who are just like people we don't know who just came up and they asked if they can try the swing we're like yeah i guess yeah and so we like it ended up being like a thing it's probably a really dumb idea on our part yeah because if anyone got hurt that hmm. it'd be on us but uh but no it was that was a crazy day yeah i mean that was one of the cooler things i've done 
Yeah. Is that rope swing? Yeah. You know, it's not my cup of tea, but yeah, I'll do it for Daniel. Yeah. Super, super cool. I, I ended up not doing it. I just was. He chickened out. I did chicken out. Yeah. I do want to go do, actually go do it though. I was just wanting to, I don't know. I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't, I was just wanting to take photos of people doing it. And, um, but when we go do it again, which we are going to do it again, cause Daniel said we are going to go do it again. And when Daniel says we do it again, we do it again. But when we go do it again, I'm, I'm going to actually go. go I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah, I will. I, I really actually, do, like, I really do want to. Um, but yeah, it was super, it was just cool. I don't know. It was cool to get a lot of people involved that weren't, like, anybody that we knew, just, like, total strangers. Um, and I don't know. Some of these people we met up with later. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. oh, you guys are the ones that did the rope swing. You know, we went to Canyonlands. And we found them. And we found them. And we ended up hanging out with them for, you know, for the night. And, you know, they're not photographers or anything. And they were just out there sightseeing and stuff. And it was super cool. No, it, so, was, it was a good time. Yeah. And it was fun because, like, we kind of set up that whole weekend. We're like, okay, Daniel, it's your birthday. What do you want to do? Yeah. And he's like, I want to go do a rope swing. We're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it ended up being a really, really good day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just a lot of fun. Great people. Um yeah, I mean, it was good memory. Yeah. For sure. Good, good stuff. So, yeah. Well, um, we're going to move into my second story. Yeah. Um, and um, this one's, a, it's really just a personal one for me. And it's kind of the same kind of story, like the last one with Shiprock. And it's um, me going to see an erupting volcano. Yeah. Oh, you did that. In Hawaii. Wow. Um you know, I, I went to Hawaii on a work-slash-play trip because I work for a company who is based in Honolulu. Mm-hmm. But I took some days off to go have some fun. And I just so happened to go when the whole, the when Kilauea was erupting. Mm-hmm. Not Mauna Loa, um, the, the bigger one. Um, this was Kilauea, the second eruption kind of in the last year. And it wasn't planned. It, it just decided it was going to erupt like a week or two before I went. Yeah. So I just was lucky. It just timed perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Just by happenstance. I had, I got to be there mm-hmm. when it was going off. And, you know, I flew into the big island, um, you know, at night. And I knew no shot I was going to have any kind of sunset stuff. Mm-hmm. But landed, immediately went to Walmart, get just the bare minimum stuff I was going to need for 24 hours on the island. And then beelined it for the volcano yeah knowing that this thing was gonna be there and i'm like this is gonna be so cool Mm -hmm. and i get there in the park going around the road because it's um the eruption was happening inside of basically just a big crater Mm -hmm. so you can't like see it from the road but there's a parking lot you go to and you hike over to the edge of the crater the rim so as i'm driving like around the outside of it I'm, I'm like not really paying attention to what's around me. I'm just driving like folks on the road. Mm-hmm. Then I happened to look over, and you know the, the sky was filled with what's called fog, volcanic smog. Mm-hmm. I look over, and the and again this is at night. The 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 fog, the sky is just like glowing red. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, I mean, I literally did. And like for the next two minutes, as I'm like getting into the parking lot, I'm just like 
laughing to me. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> like, I can't wait for this. Like, I'm just like beside my, I'm like, this is, oh my gosh. <laughs> like a little kid. Yeah. Because I had no idea what to expect. And then I saw that and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, if it's that strong, this is like legit. Yeah. So then I get in the parking lot, I walk up and again, the whole time, like before you get to the rim, like I can just see the the VOG yeah. glowing red. I'm like, what is this going to be like? Yeah. Yeah. Get up to the edge and it's just like the lava lake with all the little lines just glowing mm-hmm. orange, red. And it was, it's one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. So much so that you FaceTime me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I got some, my photos and stuff and then I FaceTimed you. I was like, you need to see this. Yeah. It's like, this is incredible. And you know, it was like 12, one o'clock here. In yeah. Utah at the I think time. it was one in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were in bed. And yeah. I'm like, I don't care. You, yeah. you have to. Cause I wasn't getting another chance uh, the next day. Yeah. Because I was flying out before sunset the next day. And so mm-hmm. like, this was the only shot I got. Yeah. It's like I gotta I gotta call someone. Like, yeah. So like <laughs> this is like a big moment in my life. I have to call someone. Yeah. Um and so yeah, like I like FaceTime you so you could see it. I mean and then like after I was done shooting at the first spot, I walked around a little bit um to a different ledge area mm-hmm. and was shooting from there. And I noticed that like, you know, with all the vog and stuff, a little higher up in the sky, unobstructed with clouds fog anything like that i could see the stars and i was mm-hmm. like yep i'm gonna need to get a photo with the stars and this erupting volcano in it yeah and so i worked it out and got one like and it just looks epic it's a really cool <laughs> i mean it's yeah and then you know i got that and it, i i really couldn't think of any other ways to shoot it just because of you know how close you really can't get to it mm-hmm. um and so then I just kind of stayed up there for 15, 20 minutes, just being there. Yeah. Watch, looking at it. And almost like to the same degree, like, you know, you go out camping, you have a campfire, you end up just kind of staring into the fire. Yeah. Not saying anything. Yeah. It's almost that same thing. Just like watching lava come out of the ground. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know <clears throat> how else to explain it. Other than it was just one of the most incredible things I have or maybe will ever see mm-hmm. in life. I mean, I, it's just like I'm speechless. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm so grateful that I got to be there, you know, again, by happenstance with the volcano going off. Mm-hmm. But it's like not everyone gets to see that. Yeah. And I'm just lucky. Yeah. I, I just feel incredibly humbled and blessed to have gotten that opportunity and it's something that like i can just relive in my head every day yeah it's it's just such a, a cool experience yeah that's incredible i you know it, i've had a lot of really cool experiences and seen a lot of really cool places but i've never even experienced something close to that yeah like I, I don't know what will compare yeah. Like I was joking, like when I came back from that trip, I'm like, I peaked for the year. Yeah. Yeah. I've done <laughs> the coolest thing that I'm probably going to do all year. Yeah. And it was the second week of January. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how do I, how do I 
You just give up now. Yeah. Like, I don't, there's nothing I could yeah. really do that's going to top that. Except for a, uh, maybe another volcano somewhere else, you know? Maybe. Like, if it's in the cards. Yeah. Probably not, but Probably maybe. Not. Yeah, I don't know anywhere. I mean, unless you go to Iceland, but. I don't have plans for that. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's my second story. Just one of the most incredible experiences of my life. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is wild. It really is interesting, too, that, like, I never thought about this with, like, a volcano because it's a volcano versus a campfire. Like, it's one's, you know. Yeah. It's, but it is it is interesting that something about fire and just, like, that kind of heat just draws us to, like, it, it's, like, mesmerizing. Like, we can sit and stare at the fire for hours and, like, not even say anything. And it's, like, I don't, I don't know why. You know, even, even when we are talking, like if we're sitting around the campfire having a conversation. You're just looking at the fire. You're just looking at the fire, even if you're, if you, if you're talking. And so th- I've never really thought about like lava being the same uh, way. I just think it has something to do with the fact that obviously there's difference because lava, you know, it's just a natural thing. Uh, uncontrolled fires, yeah. we set it up. Yeah. So some of a difference. But my theory is still going to apply is that you can't help but stare because like you're just so captured by the fact that some kind of natural occurrence that it generally is so dangerous and threatening to us. Mm-hmm. We found a way to control. Yeah. And that balance that we've struck with it is something that just, like you said, mesmerized. We're like, it's, it's a unique thing mm-hmm. and we just get captured by it. Yeah. It's pretty, it's really fascinating. It's yeah. So. It's, it's just a, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah. I'm out of words. If you've never experienced it, then it's, you really can't explain what it's like. So, and obviously I've never had that experience with lava, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's a cool experience. Yeah. We should just end the episode there. I think so too, because I don't have anything that can top that. But we're not. So. Yeah. Fortunately, the point of this episode is not to top each other. It's just to tell cool stories. But I'm going to win. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I said, lucky for me. That's not the point of the episode, because <laughs> I would lose. Um, so, trying to think. I got two more stories. I'm trying to think which one to go for next. So, um, so. I'll, I'll just tell you right now. We're going to do both of yours consecutively, and we're going to end on mine, because mine's more like mm. bushwhacker, like, as a whole. Okay. So, let's um, let's do both of yours next. Okay. So, cool. yeah, I don't know if that really matters me. then which one you go yeah, with. Yeah, so. no, I mean, it, it, kind of, because my last one, one of mine is a little bit more bushwhacker specific okay. as well. So we'll end, up, we'll end me on that. But so my next story. So last June, um, I'm trying to remember what day it was. I think it was like a Thursday, and you texted me, <laughs> and you're like, hey, man, just so you know, I'm meeting up with Kevin and Galena in Telluride this weekend. I'm, you're like, I'm leaving tomorrow. And I was like, I have wanted to go to Telluride for the longest time. That is like my, I mean, that was like on the top of my list. I was like, I have to get to Telluride no matter what. So I texted and I usually don't do this, but I was like, can I come? Yeah. You just invited yourself. I absolutely invited myself. I was like, can I tag along on this? And you're like, I don't know. I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> I was like, yes. And, um, I, I texted Kalen and I was like, hey, man, tell you right this weekend, you in. He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, are we, do you want to carpool though? I was like, yeah, we're going to have to carpool. Like, that'll be better for both of us, you know? And um, so Thursday, 
night. I think Thursday afternoon, decided, yeah, we're going to go to Telluride. Friday, get off work, leave for Telluride. Super last minute. Like, almost no planning on my part. I was like, I know Luke has a plan, and I'm just going to go where he tells me to go. I just want to come along for the ride because I just want to be in Telluride. I don't even care what we do. And so Friday comes. Uh, Kaylin and I meet up. We pack, get everything packed up, head out, and we show up at this campsite, which is another actually kind of a funny story. The story of this oh, campsite. Yeah. <laughs> which I kind of I I forgot for, about this. I kind of forgot about that. So, yeah. so I showed up at camp. Yeah. Late at night, you know, got in, you know, through the gate and everything. And I'm sitting there for an hour until I think, uh, I don't know if you guys or Kevin showed up first. I can't remember. Yeah. We did, yeah. So just waiting for you guys to show up. And then everyone came. We ended up going to bed later that Mm -hmm. night. We wake up in the morning and there's a lady who's trying to yell at us into our cars because we're all sleeping in our cars. Yeah. She's pounding our windows and stuff. Yeah. And she was at Kevin Galena's car um, saying, like, we can't be there. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And I woke up, I'm like, wait, what is going on? Yeah. And talking to her, and she was, like, the camp host. Yeah. And the campsite, the campground, was closed. Uh, yeah. No indication. Yeah. We had no idea. To us. Yeah. But the campsite was closed. And so we technically could not have been there, but she was nice enough, let us get our things together, and got out. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. But... We had no idea. Yeah, no. You ended up kind of... It was kind of funny because, like... Um, I, I charmed her a little bit. With that, that, that firm and charm. Yeah, yeah. you know? And <laughs> got us out scot-free. Yeah. Okay, but, uh, so Kaylin and I were really confused because, like, we were in my car. Kaylin ended up just, like, sleeping in the front seat, and I was in the back, and we could hear everything going on. And I, I like... I remember we sat up, and we were, like, looking out the, the windows, and we were just kind of listening, and, like... She was, you could tell that she was like, you can't be here. Like you're trespassing, whatever. And, and then she went and started talking to you. And then all of a sudden it was like, yeah. And then like, you know, the, 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 the elk come through here sometimes. And like this, I was like, what happened? Like, how did we go from like, you guys are trespassing to like, just chatting about the campsite. Hey, you know? I worked my magic. Yeah. It was weird. Just total shift in tone. I remember Kayla and I were looking at each other like, what did he do? <laughs> Just, you know, I'm not going to divulge my secrets. Yeah. But uh, I can tell you it was not the stash. They didn't have the no, stash No, the stash wasn't there. And that the hair was almost half as long. Yeah. So. so. I don't know what you did, but it was it was impressive. I'm good at what I do. Yeah, apparently. So, um, but that was a funny story. So, anyways, we got, we got packed up and we left camp and um, went and drove around. Saw a couple little, you know, like waterfalls and Throughout some of the... the day, yeah. yeah hit a couple different sites that are, you know, pretty popular. And, um, end of the day, our, our plan was to spend sunset on top of one of the red mountains. I think there's three red mountains. Yeah. And I don't remember exactly where we gone. I don't, or two. I I don't remember. Know. But anyways, the road to get up to the top of this mountain, it, it's probably the most absurd road I've ever driven on well, my entire that's life. that's because it wasn't a road. It yeah. was just like f- flat-ish section of loose rock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Up the side of a cliff. Yeah. I mean, and it, the, one car wide. Yeah. I mean, to the point where it's like, if you're familiar with off-roading, my, my, the FJ, like we were in four low and then like basically in crawl mode trying to get up this dang mountain. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous. It was epic yeah 
anyway, so we get up to the top, and if you don't know Red Mountain, I mean, it's literally just a big, giant red mountain. Um, I think it's, like, made of iron or something like that. Like, it's a big iron mountain. Um, and we get up to this little, like, kind of pull-off area. It's not really a parking lot. It's just kind of like a flat spot. Yeah. And we get out, and we make the brutal hike to the top of the mountain. It wasn't very far. It was maybe, I don't know how long. Half a mile. Yeah. I mean, it, if that. But it was, yeah. like, straight up. It was, yeah, it was easily. On loose rocks. Yeah. Easily, like, a 60% incline. Uh, yeah, on loose rocks, too. Yeah, just insane. Um, but I got out there, and I was pumped. Like, we got out the car, and I was like, this is already, like, the greatest place I've ever been in my life. And then I was like, I can't imagine what it's. So I, I beelined it. I beat everybody to the top. I was yeah. basically running up that dang mountain. Um, all you guys are like, it's so hard. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we were. I'm not going to lie. It was hard. It was really hard. Um, but yeah, got up to the top of the mountain, and I, I don't, like literally 360 views uh, like every single way you turned it was it a great photo was a great photo yeah it was the most insane photo play i mean just not just photo place but like the most insane thing i've ever seen in my life just you know if you've ever been to the telluride area to the san juan mountains you know that those those mountains are wildly impressive and so standing on top of one you know it's not the tallest one in the area but it's tall enough that you get like a really good kind of visual of everything going on you know you can see way down into the valleys you can see all the peaks you know you're almost at the same level so it was it was cool it was so windy up there yeah i kind of forgot about that but yeah it was yeah just amazing and i i took way too many photos yeah i i wish everyone who is watching and listening to this could have seen chandler up there because he was just all over the place. Like, oh, oh, here. Oh, oh, over here. Look, look. Oh, but this way. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> dude, I get it. It's beautiful. You're like, I see it too. Yeah. yeah. But like, that's easily the most excited I've ever seen you for photos. Yeah. It, 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 it is the most excited I've ever been for photos. Um, it was phenomenal. Like, I don't have, that is my volcano moment, you know? Like, yeah. it's, I, I can't describe what that was like. Um. And then being up there with, you know, a lot of my, you with know, good like, people, good people, closest friends and stuff. Like it was just a really, really cool experience. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have too much more to say about just being up there other than like, I can't, there, there aren't like good words to really describe it, but we got down the mountain and, um, camped out later that night. Yeah. On the way down the mountain, back to the cars, who I was still like, this is still amazing. You know, because the sky, like, the sunset was great. Everything was perfect about it. The yeah. conditions were perfect. Yep. The sky was great. Um, the people who were there, like, every single thing about that moment, it, it literally is the perfect, like, photography trip. The most perfect photography trip I've ever been on. Everything lined up perfectly. Yeah, and so. especially when you... Got in the, the river the next day in front of all of us for the waterfall show. Yep. Lined up perfectly. Well, you know what? For you. Snooze lose. But uh, no, yeah. that that was, that was a, good, yeah. a good trip. That really that was. night, too, at camp was, was fun, too. We kind of found this little spot that was tucked away in the oh, yeah. in the trees. And there were some deer. They, walking all around us. Yeah. We couldn't. We were freaked out for a little bit. Yeah. We were like, we're going to die. <laughs> yeah, that was a bear. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Galena's was a, dog was freaked out yeah yeah it was a good weekend it was a really good weekend 
Yeah. So. Well, before we get into our last stories, I'm going to just reset camera yeah. really quick. That way we can get through this uninterrupted. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, let's let's hear your last story. Yeah. So about a month after Colorado, we had set up. Gosh, my ear is itching. We set up this uh, this big bushwhacker camping trip, um, and we were going out to the Uinas. And we had a spot that we had found. You and I had gone out. Well, you, me, and Derek had gone out and kind of scouted a little bit like a week or two prior to figure out a good camping spot. And um, it's just below um, Bald Mountain, kind of in the Mirror Lake area. And uh, just a little BLM spot. Anyways, so it got time to go. And we had probably gathered, um, how many people? Like 16? I would say 15, yeah. Yeah, 15, 16 people. It was a really good-sized group. And, and, you know, luckily the Uinas are are one of these places where we're pretty comfortable with taking bigger groups. You know, some of these bigger established campgrounds. Um, there's a lot of places we won't take groups that size, but the Uinas is one of them. So we gathered a big group of people, um, went out there, set up camp. And, I don't know, it was just a – it was weird because, like, it wasn't like a – It wasn't epic. It wasn't like an epic photo trip. No. I mean, it was just – a good time. Yeah. I I luckily was able to bring some kayaks and some paddle boards from work. Um, some, you know, we had bought some, like, coolers and stuff. Like, it, it just, it, there, there was a lot of cool stuff that, like, we were able to do on that trip. So we were able to go kayaking, do a lot of paddle boarding, and we were just hanging out. You know, it was a really relaxed weekend. I remember we got done with that. Well, so we got there. We got all set up, set up on Friday afternoon, and then Saturday... Uh, we got up. We didn't really, like, try for sunrise or anything. You know, we didn't go shoot sunrise. It wasn't necessarily, like, a photo trip, which was a little bit weird for us. Everybody there was photographers, you know, but we were like, this is just going to be a, a relaxed camping weekend. And so we got up on Saturday. We went out to Mirror Lake. We did a lot of kayaking and paddleboarding and just kind of hanging out. A couple other guys had brought their own paddleboards and, and whatnot. And, um, and yeah, we were, just, we were just hanging out all weekend. We did end up go shooting, you know, went to go shoot sunset at Christmas Meadows, which was super fun. Great time. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just a cool experience sitting at night around the campfire with like you know, 12 other people, 12 other people, you know, it was kind of funny too. Cause you know, we were up until probably like one and two in the morning, just chatting around the fire and yeah. while we're doing it, like road dog and, and Joe or, or Jordan are out taking Milky way, photos. Milky way photos. And we're like, we sh- we could go take some cool because they got really cool photos there's a part of me that's like dang it like that would have been cool yeah but yeah i don't know there was something just so fun about not stressing and not pushing getting photos and you know just going on a regular camping trip yeah it was it was just a a good slow weekend with great people yeah people from a lot like benji came up from st george to go like we had a good Really good group of people. Yeah, so. it, it was just a good time. Yeah, and you know, not stressing for photos, just trying to be with people. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's important, you know, especially for those of us who are, you know, always out chasing photos and whatnot. And it is important to kind of take those trips where you're stepping back from, you know, essentially working and just having a relaxing camping weekend. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It, that. Again, there's just there's so many good things we did last year. Yeah, and that that's one of them. That is definitely one of them. Yeah, I mean it's just a good time. Yeah, so. Jared sent his van through the muddy puddles. And oh yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was a good time. Yeah, 
But uh, we're going to do my last story. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought this would be a great way to finish this up because it's not necessarily one story. Mm-hmm. It's like a big conglomeration of all stories, but I will focus on like one of them to prove the point. Mm-hmm. And if I had to like, I don't know, give the story a title, it would have to be called something like, oh, wow. <laughs> and I know it oh. sounds silly, but, but hear me out. I don't think I know what story you're going to tell. Do Did I? Did you tell me? Well, like I say, it's like a, uh-huh. a conglomerate of all adventures we have. Yep. But um, when we go out and do things, you know, it's, um, we go to really cool places. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I mean, you can't even get through that with a straight face. I yeah. Mean, some of the things we see are places that I, as a, as a Midwestern boy, mm-hmm. never knew could have existed. Yeah. Because places like this just don't, I don't see ever. Yeah. And we get to come out to them basically anytime we want. Yeah. And we kind of take it for granted. We take groups out all the time, you know, um, small groups. I like to take, you know, five to six people. All these amazing places that would blow your mind. Mm-hmm. And when people see like my photos up from back at home, they're like, is that place real? I'm like, yes. Like, did you Photoshop it? No. <laughs> like, this place exists on this planet. Yeah. And for me now, four hours from where I live. Mm-hmm. Four, five, six, whatever. But we get to take groups out to all these places. And, you know, moving out here from, from the Midwest after 26 years out there, you know, taking all these photos. Like, my parents got to see all the photos I get to take, right? Yeah. And, you know, they never got to go. They don't, they don't get to see these things in person. Mm-hmm. But they come out for about two weeks in the summer. Yeah, I remember this. And I took them to basically what were two of our favorite places. And mm-hmm. when I say place, I mean like regions, basically, areas. Because mm-hmm. in those areas, there's multiple things to see. But I took them to two of our favorite areas mm-hmm. that, I mean, if you give me the choice, like I'm picking one of those two every weekend. Yeah. You know, it's, they're that good. They're, yeah. So I took them to both those places and show, got to show them what it is that we do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the things we get to see, the experiences we get to have. And, you know, I don't know how many stops we made in total, but, you know, whatever, maybe 12 in total. And all of these places look cooler than anything in the Midwest, just the way it is out here in Utah. Yeah. But at nearly every single one of those, you know, you get there to the end of your trail or the, the, the road you're, you're taking, whatever it is, you get out of the car, you stop for a second, you look, and when it's the first time that you've seen things like this, you can't help but just say something along the lines of, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. This is incredible. Yeah. You can't help it. You know, some version of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this, uh, I'm telling the story of my parents, but it applies to everyone that we've done stuff with over the last year and a half. You know, some people have been to this place before, but there is nothing cooler for for me, for, for I'm assuming for you, for 
you know, the people we get to do stuff with, and taking to p- taking people to these places for the first time, and seeing what their reactions like. Yeah. Because after you you've gone for the first time, you kind of lose that initial feeling of awe mm-hmm. because it's not novel to you anymore. Yeah. You know, our favorite places in, in Southern Utah, like we've gone like five or six times. Mm-hmm. And those places still capture you, but like it'll never be like the first time. No. And to, to get to see, you know, someone's face light up, to see the enthusiasm brew inside of them, when they get to see these things for the first time, when we take, when we take people into the middle of the desert at night and wake up in a place that looks like another planet, mm-hmm. and we just say, welcome. Yeah. There, there's nothing better than that feeling. Yeah. Like, uh, than getting to, to experience that with other people. Yeah. And that, that's what Bushwhackers is all about. Yeah. And, you know, the, the story that I, got, I chose to, to explain this with my parents, like, there's nothing better than getting to take your parents to those places. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, that's special. And it, it's just something that we get to do time and time and time and time again mm-hmm. with people. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we, we've chosen to do this as a job. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, like, I don't take lightly because I know what it was like to see these places for the first time myself. Yeah. And y- you, know, you understand what it's like for these people. Yeah. Who not only, you know, have not gotten to do a ton with other photographers before, mm-hmm. but ha- don't get to travel to these spots. Yeah. And so to be the people that get to help give people these experiences, mm-hmm. I mean, that's... There's nothing better. No. If we don't make a dime from this venture with Bushwhackers, doesn't matter. Yeah. Because that is what it's all about. Yeah, it really is. So There's, there's nothing like that. So I think one thing, too, to another little takeaway from that is maybe just a, uh, I don't know. It just kind of makes me think a little bit about how I maybe view the world around me and how I live my, my life um, as I try to is I try to retain some sort of a almost like childlike sense of wonder about the world around me. You know, even like, like every day when I'm driving to work, driving home from work, you know, I see the Wasatch Mountains every single day of my life. And every single day of my life, I'm like, gosh, dang, this is such a cool place. You know, every single, like it's, I, I take a moment to appreciate it every single day. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because like I, I grew up here. You know, I grew up in Southern Utah. I'm not like the the Southern Utah like look is not foreign to me. It's very, very familiar to me. I've seen it my entire life, but I still, and maybe it's because I, you know, when I was 18, I went out to, to the Midwest and to the South and I was like, this is not, this is, this is a special place and this, this stuff does not exist everywhere. And it made me like really take a moment to really think about like, I am really lucky to be able to live here. And the stuff that's here is, I mean, it, it's, there really aren't words to describe it. So I don't know if you're, if you're from Utah, if you've grown up in Utah and you're like, eh, Utah is kind of lame. Uh, as, me as a Midwesterner, I will prove you wrong. Yeah. I will prove you wrong as a local, somebody who's lived here my entire life. Yeah. Like I still like, I, and I don't know, maybe that's just how I am. You know, I, I approach 
life with, like I said, some sort of a, you know, childlike sense of wonder about the world around me. But I, I urge everybody to do that. And if you do, you'll find so much more, I don't know, joy and appreciation for just the tiny little things around you. So, I mean, no matter where we go, I find some sort of cool thing about Utah. So, yeah, I mean, and it's not just Utah; it's everywhere. It is but, everywhere. Yeah, Utah is a good example, but yeah, it is. But everywhere. it's just like, you know, like I guess like I'm honored, I'm humbled, I feel privileged to be able to be in this position. Yeah, not only for myself, but again to to get to show other people the beautiful and you know some sometimes unknown places in this country you know one of the things i hate hearing the most is like oh i, I, I want to travel but I, i'm going to go over to europe it's like why yeah do you know what's in your backyard yeah because well it's not just because like oh i want to go to europe it's like i want to go to europe because there's nothing in the united states it's like you are it's dead like, wrong what are you talking about yeah and it's, it's like yeah there's there's amazing stuff to see in europe you know there's a lot of stuff in europe that absolutely compares and maybe there's even some stuff that's cooler than the united states but that does not mean that there is not cool stuff in the United States. You just have to know where to look. Because I mean, there's you just think about it from a photography standpoint, especially a landscape photography standpoint. Like people come from all around the world to take photos in southern and central Utah. Like there's nothing down there. Nobody thinks to go to that place. It's the most desolate area in the world. But it's one of the most famous spots on the entire planet for landscape photography. Yeah. So Yeah, it's just it it's a special place to be in not only here in utah but for us with bushwhackers it's mm -hmm. again i can't tell you how many times that we've gotten to go out we arrive to where we are and people change yeah and you can see it in them yeah in their faces and the, their body language like you can see what it means to them yeah and there is no greater reward in every, anything that we do with bushwhackers than that. Yep, I can and agree it's, more. It's just, to, for me, it's, it felt like it was the perfect way to finish this episode yeah. and be the last thing that we talk about on the podcast in this house. Yeah, in this space, yeah. Because we're transitioning into the next phase of all of this. And mm -hmm. it's like, as these kind of transitional points come up i think it's good to remember why it is that you do what you do yeah and for us that's a big part of it and i don't know just felt like the right way to send it out yeah i agree so so that's all we got for yeah. today um you know if you're watching this video on youtube make sure you subscribe to our channel we have plenty more stories where this came from um we're nowhere near done. Absolutely not. And more will come. Yeah, absolutely. And we'd love to hear your stories. You know, leave us a comment. You know? Um, and it, especially if you've been out with us mm -hmm. and been on these trips, like, please tell us what it was like from your experience. We'd love to hear that. Yeah. Because oftentimes, you know, we can see it in you and, you know, we kind of generally talk about it, but we don't usually, it seems like we don't usually ask people like, hey, what does this mean to you? What was it like? Yeah, yeah. So we'd love to hear that. So please leave us a comment. Um, we're also on all major podcasting platforms if you prefer audio only. Um, you know, we talk about a lot of really good things. Some good conversations happen on this show. And we'd love if you tune in there as well. Yep. So 
But yeah, I think that's it. So, you know, to send off the uh, the studio, the house, you know, a year being here, about what six months doing this show. Yeah. You know, again, there will be more episodes. Just relax. Yeah, we're this not is done. This is the last pre-recorded episode yeah. we're doing. And this is not it for the podcast. It's just no it for this specific we're gonna space. come back bigger yeah. better stronger stronger happier faster, faster. more agile <laughs> but uh yeah i think that's where we'll leave you today so like have a great day we hope that we can connect with all of you at some point and maybe get to share a story that we got to have with you on this show at some point yeah so we'll see you guys later <laughs>